talking about practice. Welcome to Hero Ball, the podcast exploring the multiverse wow. of sports and entertainment. I was right on it that time. I was. My name is Tom Jones. With me, still, here we are, Darren Caldwell. Don't Google it, D. <laughs> Carter Smith. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. How's it going? Captain <laughs> Marvel Review app. Captain so, Marvel. Better yeah. late than never. <laughs> bringing, in, bringing in a late, uh, a late review. Late review. Uh, there's a reason for that because you know we don't need to throw anybody under the bus here. As of right now, we are seeing Shazam. Yep. When this drops, we will already be a movie ahead of you. Yep. That's true. Yep. Woo, mercy. Opening night, Shazam. Very excited about that. And uh, way to go on that, Carter. And so, mm. I mean, I told you guys, I'm going no matter what because I'm all alone. I am all alone. You are a lonely feller. Dude, you've been alone for um, seven days now at this at point. At this point? Yeah, seven days. Bro, I wonder how you're doing in the future. Uh, rough. Probably rough. Future D. Probably are have you it. okay? No. All right. Let's go see a movie. Okay. All right. I doubt. Peace. You probably <laughs> haven't sh- shaved. Uh, that's a given. Probably Showered. Change your underwear. That's also a given. In like three days. Definitely. That's pretty normative, but... <laughs> I got, I got kids, and so you don't take a shower when you have kids. When, when kids no. are gone, you realize I don't take a shower because who wants to take a shower? Yeah. That's time. I That's got time, man. I got time to take a shower. I, I love got showers. I got a life, and now I don't, I don't time to take a shower because ain't nobody impressed by me anyway. Uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we're recording a car, uh, Captain Marvel review app. Uh, it's a little late, but that's all right. It's better late than never. We've all seen the movie. Mm-hmm. We've all enjoyed mm-hmm. the movie for mm-hmm. what it was. Mm-hmm. We'll just go around and talk about it for a little bit. Keep it a little shorter tonight. Who wants to start this thing? I'll start. I got some notes here. I don't have any notes, but I just wanted to say... Well, because see, I planned for the app. I was watching the movie, and I'm thinking, <laughs> take notes. Take notes. Mental notes, of course. Don't be that idiot in the movie taking notes on your phone. Naturally. Enjoy the have movie. your iPad Then take out. notes. Yeah, yeah, and you're done. No, I, I think... I, you know, I want to backtrack a little bit to our trailer reviews that we had discussed, yeah. you know, quite some time oh, you, ago. You mean the ones where you guys were all pooping on the movie? Exactly. And yeah. Super thrilled? That's exactly. exactly where I'm going. I remember those. Because yeah. I had a very, very similar um, experience with Captain Marvel that I did with Black Panther. And I am fully able and okay and uh, to admit that and eat my words to say that not that I thought either movie was going to be bad but just that the trailers didn't excite me that they just looked like meh they didn't the trailers at the time didn't didn't what is this Marvel CGI crap yeah what is this nonsense but yeah no I'm just really like okay like I trust Marvel at this point and the brand what they're doing with the story that yeah I'm gonna go see it it's probably gonna be good but the trailers just have me saying meh but both movies I've been more than pleasantly surprised. In fact, I got out of the, I think I was the first to see it out of us. You were. And I just texted you just quickly saying, yeah. I am so happy you with said, this movie. You said SMH. 
Shake them oh, that's head. right. I, I yeah, I did try to oh, you juke did. you guys at you first. I, that's yeah. right. I put a. Did I do a face right. palm or face palm? Yeah, Probably yeah, just yeah, something. just trying to scare you guys a little bit. But then a quick follow up, just saying how good it was and yeah. how and really the next day even I just thought about it all day and just there was stuff in the movie. There were some swerves I didn't see coming that I really liked, and we'll get to that. But uh, overall, I mean, this man, should be by the, just up front. A fairly spoiler-free app. Yeah, this is a very uh, spoiler-filled app. No, spoiler-filled app. What? Spoiler-free. The movie's been out for like three weeks. Yeah, we spoiled Aquaman the day after we saw it. We're not holding anything back. I don't know how I feel about this. Bro, it's been out for It's a review app, dog. <laughs> we got to review it. I just want to point out that the uh, the physical reaction that Carter just made <laughs> should have included a <laughs> sound effect. But it was, a, no, it was a wah, wah. Because <laughs> I was saying, what are you when talking about? When I do the graphic, I will put on there spoiler warnings all over the graphic. Yeah. This is a spoiler warning. Tom, as our president, head founder of yes. this podcast. Graphic you design. Do, <laughs> the owner of Hero Ball. The owner of Hero Ball. Who? President, CEO. Get them all in there. Yep. So, yeah, we're going to spoil it. You okay with that, D? He's okay. Because that's what we're doing. We spoiled... Dude, I provided the beer and the rolled tacos. Thank you. We can't have a review up where we don't even talk about the movie. You can go watch the trailer, and then I guess <laughs> yeah. the end. Keep chucking. <laughs> anyway, I really liked the movie. Uh, I was very happy with it. Uh, players only, baby. Players only, baby. Exactly. <laughs> Were you okay to go my mouth. when Carol became a scroll? How'd you feel about that part? I loved that part. That was my favorite part. And when um, Tony Carol? Danza showed up yeah. in his cameo, <laughs> that, was the, Tony that was the best cameo. Whose company is weird. <laughs> yeah. So, I got some things I like about the movie. About the movie. Young Nick Fury. It was cool just seeing a young Fury. Where he comes from. Oh, I will point Guess out. jockey Nick Fury back in the day. There's a fight scene where young Nick Fury is fighting a scroll. Oh, yeah. In the car? No, or in the, uh, in the, in the records room or whatever. Area. Yeah. And you could tell that man weren't, wasn't so young. Oh, okay. As he was throwing some of those punches. Yeah, yeah like, that, uh... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just... This is one of those, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, it's a digitally de-aged... De-aged. Uh-huh. De-aged. You would think they'd throw in a stunt double. Stunt well, this one had his face in it, so oh, he couldn't yeah. really do it. Oh. Maybe anyway. they... Maybe they, uh... Did Coulson... Like, recorded it slow, and then, like, sped it up. Right. The, <laughs> to make it Did look Coulson up. look weird to you? Nick looked pretty much just like Nick to me. You looked like Pulp Fiction, Nick. Yeah, but uh, Coulson looked odd to me. I don't know. I haven't like noticed anything. Like, there was a little bit of Uncanny Valley there. Yeah, he just looked kind a little weird. Weird thing. Um, on, but. Coulson's brand new to Shield. Um, oh, so that's kind of a synopsis that I have written down here in the movie. So going back to the trailer, that, that was it. Well, I had a lot the of end. And, and Phil Coulson looked a little weird. No, I mean, keep joking. I just have to hear some stuff. He said we're going to keep this short. Um, going back to the trailer. We're talking about no women on this podcast. I was impressed. Yeah, Carol, with, I can't, what's her name? Bree? I don't know. Let's, yeah, the end. I was impressed with the movie because I was not impressed with the trailer. The trailers I thought were just a bore. And then I, I, start, watch, I start watching the movie and I'm like, oh, this is actually like a good movie. Yeah. Why didn't they put these clips into the trailers? They that, was, did. that was my thought. 
was no, they didn't put any like good dialogue into the trailers. It seemed very. That's why everybody came out on her and was like, "Does she ever smile?" And then in the movie, she's cracking jokes. She's witty. She's sharp. She's sarcastic. She's totally different. She smiles from, twice from so who yeah, they portrayed good. her on the trailers, and so it, that's that's the separation that people feel that I felt mm-hmm. too. No, I hear you. But I love the movie. I thought it was fine with regards so, to that. I'm going to start off with this question. All right. How did you feel about the Stanley cameo? Oh, dude. I'll just say that was one of my favorite Stanley cameos because he's reading a mall oh, rat right. script. Yeah, yeah. He's like reading the which he's obviously set in the nineties. He's reading his line. His from line Mallrats. from Mallrats that which he cameoed he in. He cameoed in. And in like oh, dude, when I saw that, I was like it was awesome. And what I loved about that scene yeah. was when Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, uh, pulled down that to see if he was a scroll. Uh-huh. She gave him this little smile. She did. Mm. And and I'm sure that that part was probably honestly filmed after he after he died. Sure, absolutely. Because it was one of those just like cool little nods of like we got you, Stan. Yeah, yeah. Stan. that's cool. Yeah. I didn't notice that in, in, yeah. in the moment, but that's pretty Did you neat. notice that the Marvel it. logo, yeah. instead of having yep. all the heroes' faces, it was, had Stan's face? All mm-hmm. Stan. And then it said, thank you, Stan. Yes. I think. So the crowd was applauding. Oh, yeah. It was, it was cool. Fantastic. Yeah, that was, was a, cool. that was a good uh, I, I noticed the, that moment, D, and that was I thought that was pretty cool, yeah. and I thought that also that they filmed that after. It was a cool break the fourth wall tribute to, to mm-hmm. a guy yeah. within the movie. Did you guys see... Um, Kevin Smith, he's the writer and director of Mallrats. Did you see his post? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a picture of himself with tears in his eyes oh. after he had walked out. Came out. He of had the no theater. idea that it was. He, in there. Yeah, they they kept it a secret from him. Oh, that's and awesome. so he saw it for the first time, and he said he broke down in the theater. Yeah, so that's really cool. pretty awesome. Because I guess that was Stanley's first cameo in a film. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was his, his. It was his baby. first like, baby. It's like uh-huh. his mm-hmm. name is on the producer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, line. I mean that's the movie that launched Kevin Smith. Mallrats. <laughs> yeah. Jane Silent Bob. So there was a lot of funny. He's doing, they're doing a new one, by the way. Oh, I heard Jane and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> <laughs> there's anyway, a lot of um, speaking of things from the '90s. There's a lot of '90s jokes in the film. Uh-huh. Um, some of my favorites: the CD loading. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. good. That <laughs> With was, the black I box, like that. <laughs> and everyone's standing around going like, "Why is it taking so? Long? What are we waiting for? Yeah, it's loading. It's loading. <laughs> there was like only that. like." Probably five seconds in the film, maybe seven. Oh yeah, but it yeah. felt like forever. Like oh my god. Well, and it was funny too because everyone who's experienced Art. that yeah. just it took you right back to like oh yeah, like you used to connect to the internet and mm-hmm. you used to you know all yep. this stuff and you used to sit there and wait for wait this load for and all the old school Windows ninety five Windows ninety eight whatever it was supposed mm-hmm. to be like just graphics and and display right. took me back. Oh, it's yeah. like MS. She, she was in a computer. Popping out the, uh, the, the CD disc uh, tray. Yeah. She was in thing. a uh, internet cafe. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, something like that. They had a couple of Fresh Prince references and whatnot in the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Her, so I made reference to this in the trailer review that we did that I thought her outfit was a little too on the nose. And it makes sense now because she's crash landed on Earth and she's picking the clothes off of a mannequin. Yeah. So that she blends in. Yeah. Well, the mannequin's wearing a grunge outfit. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. So it all makes sense when you see the film, you know. Yeah. I was hoping we saw a few more pairs of Jinkos. That's late. That came later. Came later. Yeah, I didn't didn't see that. Story. What'd you think of story, D? Uh, the story. Story. So we're going, we're going right story? into that. Uh, had it? We're, we're, we're right into that, right bro. Into the... Bro, we're twelve minutes into this thing. We're, we're not gonna talk like 
All right, fine. Well, I'll, what, play your, I'll play your game. What do you want to talk? Your rules Dude, or... he's going to fire us. We just need to listen to him. <laughs> what do you want to talk about that we didn't talk about? I don't know. Favorite scenes? Things that... Uh, I haven't even gotten to talk about anything. Come on. <laughs> Other than the fact I don't want to be well, a spoiler. Because you didn't want to spoil anything. You didn't want to talk about the movie at all. Listen, so. I, now I you're am, upset <laughs> that you didn't talk about something that you didn't want to talk about in the first place? I am I am taking all of my 90s angst and pouring it out on yes. the two of you yes. right now. I'm getting at, mad about things I don't need to get mad about. The question is, is despite that, are you still a rat in a cage? <laughs> or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, smooth. Uh, smooth. So you know what, d fine. It's your pod. You do what you want. <laughs> Fine, go ahead. Talk about it. Whatever. Oh, man. No, I I loved, I loved Captain Marvel. Um, for me, it lived up to the hype. Um, and exceeded it. Much like Avatar. Ooh. For you Parks and Rec people. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> That's not me, because I didn't get that reference. No. I thought you were literally saying Avatar was... No, like, I, okay. I, Avatar for me was just outer space dances with wolves. Yep. But um, anyway... <laughs> that is a harsh comparison. I, that I, is very accurate, though. That is literally the story. I haven't seen Avatar, so I'm just saying that's a harsh comparison. Like, wow. <laughs> so, but anyway, I... I'm going to be thinking about that all night. <laughs> <laughs> what did you take away from the Captain Marvel review up? Avatar. <laughs> it's just a, a cosmic uh, Dances dance with wolves. The wolves. <laughs> all right, oh, so Lord. Captain Marvel. I, I thoroughly loved the movie from beginning to end. I loved how they... Um, how it was like... I love how it was like a piece together memories movie but not with somebody who's like I absolutely have to get all of my memory like it was it wasn't like some frantic put my mind back together movie she was a soldier the whole way through until finally the last piece of the puzzle comes together um so I liked that I liked the uh, I liked Brie Larson's character I liked how she played that you um, know she's very much like a character from our new Origins movie, Moonshadow, hmm. who wakes up ten months later. She all she knows is she wakes up one day, and she's on a Cree planet, and she has no memories prior to that, just partial bits yeah. and whatnot. Hmm. So, so Marvel stole from us, is what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. From the, <laughs> I think from maybe the past. somebody they, went back. I realm. think somebody went back in time and stole from us. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, forward in time, actually. Right. Yeah. And then went back and made the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a very coherent pod right now. So I, I feel like I can't really talk about the story as a whole because there's different aspects. Like, it's kind of a compartmentalized movie in my mind. Like, there's the character development of Captain Marvel was one aspect of the movie where they developed this super headstrong, imp- impulsive but disciplined warrior and then gradually built in layers of um, of depth and sympathy, even weakness into her character until she finally became this, you know, incredibly powerful, most powerful hero the world's ever seen. Um, so there's that, that aspect of it that I, I really loved. Um, there's a, a lot of that was really personal for me being a, you know, a dad of, of girls um, 
and I'll just get into this part now, like, so, you know, being, you know, even on the evangelical side of things, there's been a whole lot of, like, there's been some pretty, pretty hot, flaming hot takes about, um, you know, the role of women in superhero movies, and, you know, she, you know, we, we need to go back to the days of Cinderella and Snow White and, and that kind of stuff, and, hmm. and, uh, and, and, you know, for me, I thought that a lot of those takes were pretty, pretty bad, just without even having seen the movie. And as I'm watching the movie, you know, first of all, I thought they kept her as, a, as a, still a fairly feminine character. She wasn't a super masculine character, even though she had some, you know, hero, uh, you know, powerful traits, you know. I thought they played off of that with the biker, like, you know, smile for me, sweetheart kind of a thing, and then she steals his bike. Um, and I liked that they played that back in. Like, why why can't women be serious? Why do they have to be these super happy sex objects in superhero movies? So I like that aspect mm-hmm. of it. I think that that actually helps um, bring a, a better sense of a different kind of movie femininity to hero movies that you never see, which is really cool. Um, for me... I just I thought about my daughters the whole time through this, and why wouldn't you want your daughters to have that kind of strength? And and I mean, in the movie, they're looking at strength, and a lot of it through like these actual powers and actual physical strength and actual ability to overcome. When real strength might be stand, like an internal strength that comes from God and who you are and who he's made you to be and and trusting in him and those types of things why wouldn't I want that for my daughter and and so I mean I I got it was pretty emotional for me in some parts of thinking about you know seeing my girls fail at things and having to get back up and how to raise them as a a father and so I thought that was really cool Um, the other part of the story of the actual movie storyline where you bring in the Kree mm-hmm. with Earth and the scrolls and all these things. And, and everybody knows the scrolls are the bad guys. They mm-hmm. can become anybody. Shapeshifters are always bad, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And and so there's absolutely no... And this is where, if you are listening, this is where... You know, spoiler we'll time. We'll go spoiler at this point. Okay, now I feel better. So now I can go for all it. Right, there all you right. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just had to... I, I had... Yeah. It, it had to come that. from me, guys. Yeah. It okay. couldn't come from you. It gotcha. had to come from me. I feel you. <laughs> I just wish that you would trust us, you know, and trust your hero ball, but it's a little bit better. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Proceed to spoil. <laughs> the and, and even when they brought in Ronan the Accuser yeah. as part of it, and they're like, no, listen, dude, like we know if you bring you in, you're just going to blow up the whole planet to get your way. Even then, you still see, like, you're... You're still thinking, well, he got cast out, according to the Guardians. He was He's rejected by the Kree, so so they're probably still good. And here's Jude Law as a Kree character saying, like, no, we don't want to, we want to do this quietly. We don't want to kill a bunch of innocent people. So you're still thinking, even though you know Ronan the Accuser comes from the Kree, right. that the Kree are still good. And then at the very end... When it twists and all of a sudden you realize, no, the scroll or the, you know, oppressed people being decimated and destroyed just trying to survive. And you see the scroll family mm-hmm. reunite in the hidden warship mm-hmm. and, 
And, I mean, that brought tears to my eyes, seeing this family come back together, all that kind of stuff. That was my favorite part of the movie. Oh, that so was, powerful. Because I didn't, I didn't see that twist. Come. It worked no. really well on me. Yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. And when, you know, you start to see the seeds when they're uh, out at the, at the uh, farmhouse. Right. And, you know, and they start getting mm-hmm. the story of, and then you're kind of like, because at first I was thinking, are they... Is, he, is this guy just saying that? So right. I think get, his name is Talos. Yeah. Talos. The, uh, yeah, I think so. Talos. Talos. Yeah, I'm really the, close the to it. Main, Talos. Main, Talos. Talos, yeah. Talos. So either way, uh, not to jump in on you, but I just for me that was when, especially when it culminated in the the um, reuniting of the families, tears welling up. It was it was a it worked really well on me. It was a it was a well done within the story filmed well mm-hmm. it was it was done very powerfully so i liked that no, so it, continue and they had you going the whole time you were watching the you you knew the scrolls were bad and you figured this is just a normal standard fight the bad guy beat the bad guy kind of movie and to switch and put the cree as they reveal her memories all the the whole way through and how she got her powers, right? And then at the very at the revelation of who she is and where her powers come from, yeah. They also reveal this giant twist, and all of a sudden, all these puzzle pieces come yeah. together, and the picture is completely different than the one on the box, yeah. And it's just crazy. And that, that that's why so it worked so well. It's yeah. just the way it was done because it's, it's not just the reuniting, but it was layering all this other. Stuff yeah. and like you said, all these little pieces to suddenly, mm-hmm. and then it is, it, at least for me, was not at all what I expected, and suddenly you're looking at a completely different story. Yeah, and it was just, it was awesome. It was really well done. And then you're being led to believe that her powers came from the Kree, that they could take them away, and there's something like this, you know, that that they had some power over it, and then she overcomes that. Right, that's what Yon Rog is saying. And there's just this build up. Of her revealing her, like, understanding her powers until all of a sudden she's blowing up a, a hundred ballistic warheads coming mm. towards the Earth. She and, flies right through a destroyer. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's so fantastic. Yeah. So, her powers come from... This is a spoiler. Spoiler. If you've come back after that previous Why don't you spoiler, take this one? Her powers come from the Time Stone, which was... Nope. The space the stone tesseract. is the tesseract. Well, yeah, but the, the tesseract, space, tesseract the is holding the space stone. Yeah, just like the sphere is holding the reality stone and Guardians One or whatever. The, the, the so stone, she though, essentially is an infinity stone. She gets yeah, her powers that's... from an infinity stone. So <laughs> so Thanos should be pooping his pants. Yeah. It's interesting. She's because a human infinity stone. She, there's two characters now, both female, Scarlet Witch and. And Captain Marvel that have their origins, the powers sourced from Infinity Stones. Both the same. No, hers is from the Mind Stone. Yeah, Captain. um, Yeah, Scarlet Witch is from the Mind Stone. But so you see her doing incredibly power powerful things. Also, like in Infinity War, she's lifting up those huge saw things Mm -hmm. and throwing them away. Well, she almost single-handedly destroyed. Uh, Thanos also while removing the yeah the time she's holding totally Thanos uh, the back at that point with four Infinity Stones already <laughs> and five he had five yeah, he had five. Right, six five and uh, destroying the um the, the stone and Vision's yeah. head at the same time she's way more powerful than they've shown her they've kind of in Ultron she was powerful and since then they've kind of just made her more of like a heroine hanging on to Vision type of character 
you saw glimpses of it where she shoved with like her abilities vision down through the floors in Civil War. In Civil War, that was pretty awesome. But you know, you didn't see anything like with what they did with Captain Marvel. No, where you have now two people while she's dusted, so it doesn't count. But Captain Marvel's powers coming from the Tesseract, yeah, the Space Stone. Is is amazing. I mean, like I'm curious to know, can she open up a portal and just jump through? I mean, no, I, I don't think know. her powers work the same way. Because that's what the space stone does. Is uh, that's the same way Loki uses it in New York to open it up so that the aliens can come through and attack New York. So if she can harness that somehow, that'd be pretty dope. But even still, just shooting whatever she does out of her hands and flying around as powerful as she does, it's pretty pretty dope. There was a Twitter thread just a week or two ago about uh, Marvel unpopular Marvel opinion, like yeah, yeah I saw and, that and one. I was just doing some kind of silly ones, but then the one that I actually is actually a true, and it might not be unpopular, unpopular, but it is my opinion, and I, I just said that Scarlet Witch is the most powerful Avenger. Like she just is, she's probably my favorite Avenger. She's very one powerful. of them. I would love to see them do more with her. I'd love to see yeah. their bring her character kind of back this is a Captain Marvel app but I had to throw that in to yeah. how she was in Age of Ultron because when she was taking control of the Avengers minds and Ultron ooh you felt how powerful she was big time like this girl is trouble yeah trouble and you haven't seen any of that since then not even like with relating to the to the villains she's fought you know she hasn't used her abilities at all she's just flown she's thrown red stuff mm-hmm. anyways Captain Marvel so um, how you feeling about Captain Marvel in Endgame? So I think we've already pointed this out, but my favorite part of the Endgame trailer, other than all of it, was um, is the the last scene when they do show Captain Marvel standing there and Thor calling Stormbreaker back right. to herself, and she doesn't flinch. Yeah, that's cool. And it just shows like that she's she has absolutely no fear of anything, and uh, also related to a tweet. Cool. There's a, a tweet that said, you know, it was one of those like, you get fifteen dollars, oh, yeah. make a make an Avengers team, <laughs> yeah, and fun. here's your five dollar characters, your three dollar characters, and your one dollar character, right? And I looked at that, and I'm like, if you don't make your team out of just Captain Marvel, Thor, and Iron Man, the three most powerful right. like Avengers, there's no team that beats that. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Maybe if Batman's in there. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> Thor with Stormbreaker threw it. And he still hit Thanos with all six Infinity Stones. Yep. That's so how, got, I mean, that's, got a weapon. Yeah, that that's how it. powerful Thor is. Yep. So, like, Captain Marvel's amazing. Yeah, she's great. But Thor is already incredibly powerful enough to do that in his own. Yeah. Did you see the meme that was going around, though, where it's the image of Thor catching the hammer, right? You know, so his hand is extended past her head, and, uh-huh. it's, and it's showing from behind I think uh, Captain this. Marvel and, and people were replacing the hammer with different stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> there's like one he's holding like a Reese's peanut butter cup, and like just like all this different stuff. When I first saw that trailer and he calls Stormbreaker, I was I was hoping and expecting that she would like catch it somehow, right? And that would be like the like woo. Maybe she does eventually though. I thought it'd be something That's like something, that. Yeah, because his hammer's not like oh well, maybe, but I don't. We don't know yet. I don't think it's like. Um, well, no, that's right. It is. I was thinking of Captain America's shield. Yeah, because Mjolnir was like that, where you had to have 
I don't know, whatever. Isn't there a gag in one of them where they're all trying to pick it up? Whoever is worthy, you know, to basically sit on the throne of Asgard can wield this hammer. Right. And so the the whole thing is, you know, who's worthy to do it? And nobody can pick it up. And nobody could. But the only guy who came close was Captain America, who budged it a little bit, and you saw this moment of panic go over Thor's face. Uh And then, but then Vision can wield it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, but he's just a machine. Like yeah. it's like a, if an elevator lifts it, did it really lift it? You yeah, know? yeah. I, I love the the banter on that. Yeah, that's right. Age of Ultron. But uh, yeah, any other uh, lasting impressions from Captain Marvel? Any favorite scenes that just stood out to you that you want to talk about? Mine, I I liked it as a whole, obviously. Um, and I've already mentioned my favorite part. It just still was just that culmination of, of the uh, the scroll, and then the the reuniting. It was just a powerful moment. And and in fact, that was a when I think back to it because it's it's been a couple of weeks now since I've seen it. But when I think back, that's still the part that stands out as just the it was the emotional moment. But not only that, but it was the the like peak of the story in the sense of like. It, it elevated it. It just yeah. was like, this is good and I've been enjoying it, but, but now it's just like, oh my goodness, like kind of, so that still stands out to yeah. me. That was, that was from great. A, from just a purely emotional Goose the cat also. Yeah, goose the, <laughs> the cat. We haven't even talked about the cat. Oh my gosh. That's what I was going to talk about. Okay, talk about the cat. So, I was going to talk about the moment where we find out what happened to Nick Fury's eye. Yes. <laughs> so that moment bothered me. Because, I, I mean, you, we could have all guessed that it was a cat scratch of some sort on his eye. That's kind of what it looked like, you know. What bothered me is that number one... Oh, I don't one, know if I ever thought it was a cat scratch. No, I never thought about it, it. It looks like a scratch. But a, a scratch of some sort, right. but I would have I mean, thought... Okay, maybe not a cat scratch, but yeah, it looks like a scratch. Yeah. Not of like a human nature either. It just looks like a scratch. Yeah. But in Civil War, he says, last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. So you're expecting this like human involvement person involvement you know so i was a little disappointed to find out that it was a flirting that's the gag though Uh, maybe that is it was a build-up for like how many movies now yeah i know exactly (laughs) he trusted the cat he He trusted goose he played with an alien cat called or it's a flurkin that looks like a cat or that's what they are um and then what kind of bothers me though in the movie is that like he gets his eye seriously scratched and he kind of acts just like oh no big deal and then it's so bad that he wears an eye patch on it, and it's like they just put some neosporin on it, and then they're sitting around a table having dinner. It apparently got swapping infected. Swapping stories. That's that's the that's <laughs> what's to be assumed here is that it, it was got infected. Technology. I'm just like it got you, infected and it just got fell your out. Eye scratched. Go to the hospital. Get that thing checked out by like, by <laughs> an alien cat. No, yeah. Just, yeah, it's just a cat scratch though. It wasn't by like tentacles coming out of the mouth. Well. I'm right, saying, but like, Goose is obviously me, like, something. So in the, in the yeah, I was just saying, who throw knows? The cat against the wall, it scratched your eye. Dude, yeah. you throw the cat against the wall, you all die. Uh, I'll fight a flurkin. You scratch my eye, I'm kicking a so cat. One one fan theory that I've seen is that Goose kills Thanos. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. That's gonna, <laughs> I'm into that. It's gonna, I'm ru- into it. the, it's gonna ruin the whole oh movie. My gosh, so, that'd be so funny. <laughs> so from a from an emotional standpoint, how deflating would that be at the end? I think one of my favorite moments um, was actually when Captain Marvel and her friend and the and the friend's yeah. daughter all get reunited and they start and she starts remembering and they're going through right. like how much you know 
uh, Carol Danvers meant to this this family, mm-hmm. this single mom, and and just the the friendship there and the reuniting there. There's just something really for for a movie about and and honestly, I think somebody said this, but I, I just completely echo the sentiment. Like for a movie about the most powerful hero in the Marvel canon, it was remarkably relatable and very real and very even raw emotionally on some of those things. And I mean, it's not it's not winning Oscars for its storytelling, but as far as superhero movies go, it's probably the most that I've related with a hero, hmm. um, just on, a, on a, an emotional level, um, than than any of them. So yeah. Well, it's interesting too because that's always been the knock on like a Superman or something is that he's right. so overwhelmingly powerful in every corner that he's not relatable. Yeah, and you know, there's obviously with Man of Steel, there's some debate there on whether or not that story took him in a more relatable way or if it ruined the mythos or not. But either way, um, not that, not that, movie. yeah, not the mythos necessarily, but just the people don't want to see him learning how to use his powers. But I don't know any other way to make him relatable, but I'm not talking about Man of Steel. I'm talking about Captain Marvel. Don't do it, Carter. The, the, I'm just saying that compar- comparably that I agree with you. You have a Captain Marvel who is, for all intents and purposes, on par with Superman, if you're talking just strength and ability and what they can and right. can't do. But but to do it in a way that was universally accepted as a um, relatable character, as opposed to like the divisiveness of a Man of Steel kind of thing. So yeah. it was well done, and I, I liked that. And I want to see it again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where for sure. would would you? I know there's what twenty something movies in 21. now, but would you put it in your top five? Like just a yes or no, top five or a top ten? Or uh, I don't know. I'd probably put it top ten. Just tr- trying to think off the top. Of yeah, my head. it's hard to think for, off for Marvel. Head. Yeah, for Marvel just for the movies? Marvel movies. Yeah, I'd say top top three, top five. Really? All right, it's cool. It, it's one I could easily watch multiple times. Um, as far as rewatchability. I'm putting it up there with the original Guardians, um, the original Avengers movie, maybe some Black Panther. You know, as far as ability to just watch that mm-hmm. Ant Man, Ant Man. Um, but those ones are more watchable for their originality. Sure. Um, well, it's just gonna say like Ragnarok's one of my tops. Ragnarok, I but, it, I but, about but that, at the yeah. same time, like Ragnarok, and it's really rewatchable to me. Mm-hmm. But it's not because it like packs this like yeah. Like, uh, oh, it doesn't pack the, the the stuff that we were just talking about that like a Guardians does mm-hmm. or Captain Marvel did or a Black Panther, but it it's but it sits there at the top because of its rewatchability. But but I have to factor in the gut punch type stuff and the, yeah. the emotional where it takes me and, and it and, doesn't wear off and it do, yeah. So man, I might have to I, throw it up above. I think Black Panther sure. and Captain Marvel are the two movies that have the most meaning to them or the most serious and the most rewatchable at the same time because Civil War is super serious but I can get tired of rewatching that one yeah um, it's, it's it's super serious yeah, yeah. I really like it though I've, I also yeah. I, I also I say even though it. Captain Marvel had humor and stuff like it, it was still a fairly like I even saw some some of the more negative reviews basically complaining that like oh they're 
they went too serious with it. There was none. There was yeah. There was none of the patented that we you know Marvel humor that we've become accustomed to the last string of movies. But the point wasn't. Well, yeah, but that's not a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Well, I didn't think every movie. Well, and I didn't think Black Panther was, but I never heard that criticism. Yeah, not every movie. Every movie can be directed by Taika Waititi. Yeah. Well, and have this like funny thing to it. Yeah. Like. Ragnarok it still carried the formula the I thought yeah but yeah no I'm with you mm. anyway yeah anyway how'd you guys like Shazam hey man it was good dude I enjoyed it yeah my favorite part it. was and I get to see it twice because my wife uh, she didn't mind that I went tonight to see Shazam but she just said that you gotta take me also nice and I'm like uh okay Cool. She wants to see it, huh? Not going to yeah. argue against cool. that. Yeah, she thinks it looks funny. Caitlin really wants it to see good. it, too. But with with, she our, could, with our situation with new baby and things like that, you kind of have to pick and choose. Yeah. Right. And she's going for Endgame. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, I loved it when the Masters of the Multiverse showed up. That was my, yeah. Right. It it really, the, the, the best part of that, about that was how quickly we got the script developed, uh, production all, you know all that, and not only that, but royalty checks. We're actually recording this on our yacht. Yeah, yeah. that we our hero bar. Oh, I mean, yacht. we've signed off on a five movie deal. Yep. All the toys, action figures you could want. I mean, we're on our yacht, but that's after we already traveled to the dark side of the moon and back. The best part is that um, Angelina Jolie actually left the Eternals to join right. our franchise to star as the Magic's wife, who dies. <laughs> 30 yeah. seconds Spoiler into the movie. Spoiler alert. She, she was, she uh, she's a little older at the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Keep checking, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>